Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mostly Essays. I'm Petra Vernon, and today we'll have a look at a collection of essays entitled "The Destiny Thief," the Destiny Thief with essayist Richard Russo, who's been a winner of the Pulitzer Prize.、Uh, this is a collection of essays on writing, writers, and life. Richard, a little bit about Richard Russo. He's the author of eight novels. Most recently, at this point in 2018, his most recent publication was *Everyone's Fool* and *That Old Cape Magic*, as well as two collections of stories and a memoir entitled *Elsewhere*.、Uh, as mentioned before, he is a Pulitzer Prize winner, but that was back in 2002.、Uh, for *The Empire Falls*, which, like *Nobody's Fool*, was adapted to film in the multiple award-winning HBO series. He is also a multiple recipient of international awards,、uh, from indie champions to France. In this collection, he has nine essays, which he draws from his life as a writer, teacher, reader, son, husband, father, and friend. And、uh, he's taken reevaluating the purpose of humor in life and art. To a comprehensive analysis of Mark Twain's value, to his harrowing journey accompanying a dear friend as she pursued gender reassignment sur- surgery,、uh, is is covered here as well as other broad interests and experiences from one of America's most acclaimed and beloved authors. And here, treated as essayist, we'll jump right into as an excerpt. We'll look at his essay entitled "What Frogs Think: A Defense of Omniscience."、Uh, and here we go, an excerpt, which begins: "Given its obvious advantages, why then do so many writers, novices and experienced alike, instinctively shy away from omniscience?" Here are a few of the objections I used to hear back in my teaching days. Omniscience stresses storytelling, not showing, and as such, it runs contrary to the most famous of all writing maxims: "Show, don't tell." Okay, okay, but remember what we're called: storytellers, not story showers. And the injunctions against telling is aimed primarily at beginners who are prone to summary. Showing forces the writer to slow down, to make use of the senses, to not be content skimming the narrative surface. All well and good, but the best writing is actually a blend of showing and telling. There is also the matter of cultural and historical context. Fifty years ago, if you wanted to be a writer, it was probably because you loved to read books. These days, most people who want to be writers come to storytelling through TV and movies, and even video games. When you write for a screen and everything must be shown, because the only information a physical camera can convey is the physical world of the present moment. What a character's thinking must be, when a what a character's thinking must be manifesting, what he says and does. There's no such law in novel writing. It's also important to remember that telling the reader things can be a test of what the novice writer himself actually knows or doesn't. 
the more limited and limiting points of view can offer the writer an attractive yet dangerous refuge from ignorance. And if you know little about a subject, it's tempting to tell the story from the perspective of a character who's equally ignorant. You can blame your stupidity on him should the need arise. Omniscience offers great freedom that trails great responsibility. Number two, omniscience feels old-fashioned. Well, gentle reader, who gives a damn? Are we talking old-fashioned in the sense of belonging to a rich extended literary tradition? There are worse things, trendiness, for example. Number three, omniscience is an arrogant technique. For the moment, let's pretend that's true. That is somehow unmodest. Where is where is it written then that writers are supposed to be meek? If playing God scares you, there are other professions. But in truth, I seriously doubt the arrogance of omniscience. There's been a lot of chatter lately about cultural appropriation. Who has the right to speak for whom? For instance, what right do I, as a 60-something-year-old white American male, have to speak uh, what right do I have to speak to for a 16-year-old black girl living in Nigeria? On one side of the argument are those who claim the primacy of the literary imagination. Were it not for this, they argue no writer would be permitted outside the boundaries of his or her experience. The other side expresses frustrations as well with the kind of colonization that occurs when well-off white writers tackle material that's far outside their realm of personal experience and in the process drown out more authentic voices. How is that not privilege manifesting itself as arrogance? Okay, but the point of view one chooses to tell the story of the 16-year-old Nigerian girl is not irrelevant here. And omniscience viewed in this light may actually be far less arrogant than, say, first-person literary. Omniscience claims, in essence, I'm going to tell you a story about a 16-year-old black girl who lives in Nigeria. The writer's enough, um, the right, the reader's response to that may well be cautious, really. Do you know enough about 16-year-old girls to pull, black girls to pull that off? And for that matter, do you know enough about Nigeria? Some readers might think me are foolhardy to undertake such a daunting task, but few would say I had no right to. But what about a more limited, more modest first-person point of view? What if I became just one person, the way actors are said to become their characters, like Paul Newman is in HUD or the old movie poster proclaimed? The problem inherent in such becoming is immediate apparent me is immediately apparent and when I maintain that I am redeem a 16 year old Nigerian girl everybody who knows better responds the fuck you are <laughs> moreover every perceived mistake I make as redeem will be met with resentment and duration I'm not saying that omniscience resolves the dispute over cultural appropriation only that when narrative problems have technical remedies those remedies should not be ignored Omniscient narrators are just an excuse for authoral intrusion. Conventional wisdom does in fact dictate that it's not wise for a writer to insert himself into his story, and it's not bad advice, especially for beginners. And yet, 
Here is John Stenbeck from Canary Row. During the millennium that frogs and men and men have lived in the same world, it's probable that men have hunted frogs, hunted frogs. And during that time a pattern of hunt and prairie has developed. The man with net or bow or lance or gun creeps noiselessly as he thinks towards the frog. The pattern requires the frog to sit still, sit very still and wait. The rules of the game requires the frog to wait until the final flicker of a second. When the net is descending, when the lance is in the air, when the finger squeezes the trigger, and when the frog jumps, plops into the water, swims to the bottom and waits until the man goes away, that is the way it is done. The way it has always been done. Frogs have every right to expect it will always be done that way. And now and then the net is too quick. The lance pierces, pierces the gun flicks and the frog is gone. But it's all fair and in the framework, frogs don't resent that. Not content to speak for all mankind. Steinbeck wants to speak for frogs as well. Any objections, Peter? People for ethical treatment for animals. The ASPIC, anybody? The ASPCA? Probably the real reason apprentice writers shy away from omniscience is that they suspect that they're not ready for it yet. And in this, they might be right. Being drawn to omniscience has something to do with years in service, with experience of life, and with the gradual accumulation of knowledge and pain, and maybe even a little wisdom. As we mature, we see patterns, and those can resolve themselves into worlds. We want to tell readers how those worlds, as well as the real ones, they're based on work. At 25 or 30, not many writers are anxious to assume so much responsibility. Omniscience entails not just the permission to speak, but to speak with a kind of authority we know deep down hasn't really been granted. Though we perceive as if it had, as if we actually do know everything we need to about the world, as if we really did in godly fashion invent the damn thing, it's an authority we cease as riches and accept like grace because omniscience is such a sweet, lovely reward in general stick shift of attention. And it'll take you places you can't get to with an automatic transmission. The first few things you try it, the first few times you try it, it will buck you all over the narrative road and send you fleeing back to those other vehicles you've already mastered. Wondering why anybody would want to make an already difficult job that much harder. But if you're like me, you'll eventually return, not because omniscience is always the right way to tell a story, but because when it is, nothing else will do. And sometimes you just need to explain how frogs think.